Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit I'm Franklin Coda. I'm Susie Coda. And on this podcast, we're going to talk about the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I don't like these voices. They're weirding me out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not used to being calm. Um, so this is the, our bonus episodes for our primary podcast, Teen Girl Talk, because as if you did not get enough of our babbling, now we've done... <laughs> So we basically had to bribe people to rate us. We're very popular. <laughs> I will not hear anything to the contrary. So we will be doing four episodes of The Marvelous Miss Maisel. Um, for those of you that are here, you already know that. If you've just stumbled across us, welcome. And uh, we are doing episode one and two today. Okay, so now it's the full up hour. What? No, you, you just said... a half hour. Okay, but we're only doing half of the show? We're just doing the two Fs. You told me two Fs. Okay, never mind. Let's did go. Did you say... Did you okay, mean, we're doing... Okay, now I get it. We're I, doing two Fs in a half hour. Okay, now speed I Speed round, speed round, speed round. Okay, I hate okay. Joel. <laughs> Fuck Joel. I can't wait until he sees her stand up and he's like, I made a terrible mistake. I mean, how is he not already saying I made a terrible mistake? And then he sacerbates in that horrible bathroom at <laughs> the grass light. Okay. And Mitch is just like, we can hear you in there. <laughs> He's just like, fap, 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 fap. does anyone use the word fap anymore? Yeah. Um, I don't. <laughs> if you're just meeting Frank, he uses the word fap constantly. I don't. And he's part of No Fap November. Is there a month or are they just no fap at all? They just no fap at all. Oh my God. Someone tried to neg me on Tinder today and I felt like being like, Hey, I thought MRAs all turned into Trump supporters, but I'm glad to see you're still out there spreading your garbage. <laughs> also, we matched a year ago. How did you even find me? So anyway, um, the Marvels, <laughs> the Marvels Mrs. Maisel starts with uh, Miriam, aka Midge, uh, giving her wedding. She's a pistol. Yeah, she is wonderful. Do you know where I've seen Joel, her husband, before? No. He was the friend in Adventureland to Jesse Eisenberg's character. I'm surprised you didn't say Mad Men. Uh, do you know who is in Mad Men who is in the show? You shouldn't have asked. <laughs> Actually, I can't remember. I don't think anyone. But you know who else is in this show? Monk. Yeah, Tony Shalhoub. As a mad dad with a moustache. Every, every dad in this show is kind of bad. I didn't even say bad. I said mad, but also bad. Yeah. The 1950s was a bad time to be anybody, really. <laughs> One of my favorite lines from Modern Family where um, Ed O'Neill's character is just like, what about the 1950s? Those are great. And Sophia Vergara's, Sophia Vergara, Sophia Vergara character. Oh, my God. <laughs> Gloria, so, just say fucking Gloria. Gloria. It's just like, yes, unless you're a woman, Latino, black, or you're gay. <laughs> <laughs> I would say 
hard for most Asian people as yep. well. Did you forget about internment camps? Well, that was during the 1940s, but still probably think, wasn't great. Yeah, I was going to say, I think the repercussions of that happening in our country kind of reverberated throughout. Didn't even and today. And like, brought this to an absolute screeching, depressing halt. Uh, she's... So Midge is basically doing stand-up at her own wedding. She's like, you're a great crowd. There's my dad and Tony Shalhoub. Amazing timing. Just keeps going, I'm so happy. (laughs) He's just like, um, he's constantly saying stuff like, like, don't they know what we just went through? We're very happy. (laughs) I love it. I'm like, oh my God, Tony Shalhoub, please marry me. I know you're very happily married, but like, if you were ever looking for like a weird side piece... (laughs) Write me at realteamgirltalk at gmail.com. Like, if it's okay with your wife. I'm sure she's a lovely woman. Yeah. Um, so this is like a Tony Shalhoub wife condoned affair only. <laughs> only! I won't hear anything else of the sort. This is not a, um... What, uh, what's that movie with uh, Woody Harrelson? Indecent Proposal? Yes, it's not an Indecent Proposal. <laughs> I was totally guessing. I did not think he was in that film. Who is Woody Harrelson in that movie? Is he, he the Indecent Proposal? No, that's Robert Redford. Get the fuck out of here. Which, honestly, like, if, like Robert Redford said that to me, I'd be like, I don't need a million dollars. If someone... We okay. just make this thing happen. <laughs> that would be... So you know how they have those, like, 27 questions that, like, make people fall in love with each other? I would definitely slip one in that was like, if we got an indecent proposal, would you totally be down to just, like, turn a blind eye for a night for a million dollars? If the answer was no, I'd be like, I'm sorry, you're just not on that hustle the way I am. <laughs> Like, a million dollars, I think, justifies prostitution. It's a million dollars. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's not that sex work is anything to be, like, you know, condemned, but at the same time, a million dollars? So Mitch is like, Joel, I love you, and we get, like, an interspersed thing where she's like, Joel showed me all kinds of things, and mostly they were deviant sex things. I'm into it. You kids are great. But they went until to- I hated Joel, which was immediately <laughs> ten minutes later. <laughs> and like, um, you know, she showed like I like wanted solidarity with like the women I met at the college I went to, and she studied Russian literature. <laughs> and like her and Joel go to a burlesque show. They bang against a tree. I think that's kind of the extent of what we see. Oh. As he's, like, banging her against his tree, <laughs> I mean, just, like, really going to town, he's like, I want to make you laugh forever, every day, for the rest of your life. And she's like, cool, 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 not right now, since, like, you know, this is happening. And as she's saying that, she holds up her engagement ring and is, like, looking at her engagement ring. So then... He, he's like, you know what I want? She's like, don't say a virgin. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, too little too soon, or too little too late. <laughs> yeah. So the wedding scene kind of ends with her being like, and the shrimp and the egg rolls, oh! And everybody freaks out. Yeah, because it's a Jewish wedding. <laughs> and so, the, ra- the, ra- the, the rabbi is like, I'm so offended. And that... Like, and then Tony Shalhoub's like, who says we can't eat shrimp? The Bible doesn't say, God doesn't say, I spit in the eye of God. <laughs> He doesn't say that. He's a very religious man. He kind of, he little bit says that. Yeah. So Who plays Joel's dad? Uh, Kevin something or other. He's yeah, I, Kevin Pollock. He's in everything. And he is great. He is wonderful in this because he thinks his son is a weenie and I love it. Yeah. He's always like, Joel, I love you. You're a fucking weenie. <laughs> like, he. I love you. You're okay. great, but I know you're banging your secretary. So, Spoiler alert. So we're just going to. dad said that. We're, we're, we're just going <laughs> to bounce like back and forth on these two episodes. 
But also the episodes kind of do that. Like, it, the way they play with time is really interesting because... So we get walked through Midge's day pretty early on. The camera work and, like, the cinematography in the show and the directing is phenomenal. And I so... It is unsurprising that the, uh, the uh, woman who directed this won an Emmy for it. Yeah, so... Quick question. Would you want to be close friends with Midge? That's not a question. The answer is obviously yes. I think Midge would exhaust me. I am the high maintenance friend in this situation. I would be friends with her friend from the bar. Susie? I love Susie! Played by the voice of, um... She's... I mean, she's a whole person in this show. She's not just a voice. Well, no, oh, that'd be no, sick. Well, she's the voice of Lois from Family Guy. Get... The fuck out of here. And I am so happy she's getting better work than that. She's so funny. How is she involved in that garbage pile? And anything for a paycheck. I mean, yeah. No tea, no shade. But at the same time, I'm like, with how no-nonsense this actress is, I can just imagine her listening to Seth What's-His-Name and being like, sure, okay, great. Um, Let me just think of my account balance again. Okay, yes, I can do this. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's how I, I feel like... Alex Borstein. Okay, she's amazing. So And she spells her name the same way you do. Cool. Frank just put the phone so close to my face that my eyes went funny for a minute. Um, So we get walked through Midge and Joel's day. Midge is a dynamo. She's like cooking. Joel is just like such a loser. He's like, I went down to the gas land. Got a bad time. Fix it. And Mitch is like, oh my god, oh my god. Oh, I'm, I'm just going to fix it. Can you stop? I need you to stop right now. She's like, I made, I keep thinking borscht and I know that's not it. Um, brisket. Thank you. <laughs> she made a brisket and she keeps talking to Baz. Baz, yeah. Yeah. She's like, Baz, it's actually I got a sick a kid. young Baz Lerman. Yeah. <laughs> it's very confusing. She's like, <laughs> He's like, I will make people dance. He's <laughs> like, Imagine Hugh Jackman. Wait, Hugh Jackman's singing, right? Yeah, no, he didn't do great. Ian McGregor. No, in great. No, yeah, no. Baz Luhrmann did not do great showman. Probably been better if he did. But like, <laughs> shame um, on you. I love Greatest Showman. It was pretty good. <laughs> pretty I think Baz Luhrmann could have brought that heat. Anyway, uh, so she is basically consistently managing Joel's life. And Joel is completely ungrateful. So she gets him the better time. He goes up and does. He's like, she's like, like, I got you 1030. He's like, uh, she's like, where's my kiss? He's like, I should be kissing the brisket. And I was like, Joel, oh, you're testing me. <laughs> like the thing, like the thing is about Joel is he's not like, a, he's not abusive and he's not cartoonishly evil. He's just the right amount of evil where you're like, Fuck this dude. He's so privileged. Like, so after we see all of this emotional work she does for him, all of the labor that she does for him, he, and when it, so we go through that day, he goes up, he it, does okay, she's like completely and totally stage managing okay. him. He's doing a line, he's saying this line about like, a, like a, Abraham Lincoln's agent, you're gonna hear this like, Side this side show, the stand up bit a few times, but also like it wasn't that funny to begin with. And by the fourth time you hear it, you're like, Bob Newhart, what's up? <laughs> so, but she... like, there's also this whole scene where like he go, falls asleep, she like gets up, does a whole beauty routine, wakes herself up before him. Did you understand that's why she cracks the shade? No. Before she goes to bed, she cracks the shade so that the morning light will wake her up. So that, he never knows. So she 
takes off her facial mask, takes out her curlers, applies a full face of makeup, pulls the shade back down, gets back into bed. He's never the wiser because he's a weenie. And he wakes up and she's like, oh, did the alarm go off? And I was like, Midge, you, you little maniac. <laughs> My favorite part of a relationship is where you can look feral in front of each other. <laughs> I yearn for that part. <laughs> a perfect relationship is like, like you come home and like you're like eating half of a rotisserie chicken, like with your bare hands, and like your partner's like, "Oh, is there for me?" You're like, "Over there." It's like excellent. No, just dives in. <laughs> just true love is like, come join me. <laughs> just smearing greasy hands on each other's faces. <laughs> So, Mage, four years in, still will not let this man see her without makeup. And so, like, the way they deliver this, so, like, long story short, um, it turns out that Joel has no jokes when she f- hears Bob Newhart do the stand-up on, um... Whatever. The Jackie Carson show. Yeah. One of she's those. like, oh my god, Bob Newhart stole your bit. What a precious woman she is. And he's like, nah, I stole it from him. It's not a thing. Everybody does it when you start out. And she's like, okay, okay, cool. I'm crazy competitive and I can't imagine taking someone else's stuff. I almost stabbed a bitch over my recipe, but okay. I'm crazy competitive. I, like, I'm also smarter, wittier, and better than you in almost every sense of the word. Yeah, so they go to the club the next night, or whenever the next night is that they go to the club, and their friends are there. He didn't get downtown and doesn't even bother to call her until later to say that. Yeah. And she's like, I'll fix it. And he's like, I forgot my sweater. Bring me my sweater. So, like, they're on the cab on the way there. And they're going crazy early. I can't imagine anyone goes on stage at 830. But they get there. The friends are already there. They're like, oh, this is so bohemian. This is so cool. Also in Mad Men. (laughs) They go to the gaslight, and it is the same kind of vibe. So I think that this must have been, like, in the way that people talk about Studio 54 in the 1970s as being, like, this groundbreaking situation. The idea of people getting on stage and performing in sort of a variety-type way was, I think, very, very new. Yeah. So, because now if you tell people, like, oh, I'm performing at an open mic, they'd be like... I'm so busy right now. I'm so sorry. Like, I was talking to my friend last week, and she's like, and this woman, she was like, do you want to come to my improv show? And I had made a joke about being a cliche earlier, and I was like, no, no, that's like the original cliche. She's like, I know. The answer is no. No one wants to come to your improv show. There's this great five-second film where this guy's wearing sunglasses and a trilby, and he's just like, why doesn't anybody want to come see my ska band? And you see, like, the plane flying over the map thing and like a bunch of ska music and then it cuts to his friends like because it's a fucking ska band (laughs) so um there a moth had eaten his sweater and he's like but uh and his and mitch is just like oh my god it's just a moth like you need to deal with it we're in the village and then what's so funny is like joel wants to be down he wants to act like he's all town and part of things but he's like, but I look poor. And then his friend's like, you're a starving artist. And he's like, I'm not a starving artist. He's like, your sweater's full of holes. And it's like, you can take the debutante out of the Upper West Side, but you can't take the Upper West Side out of the debutante. Yeah. So he goes up there and bombs. Like, uncomfortable, cringy bombs. And then, like, they go back to their place. 
he blames Midge for everything. My life isn't how I want it to be! Because he's packing up her suitcase to leave. And, like, Midge just destroys every point he makes about his life. She was like, look, I knew you were never going to be a great comedian. I thought this was just a fun play-acting thing we were doing. And he's like... No, I want it to be great. She's like, well, you don't have original work. Your timing is terrible. And you were just never going to make it. So, like, how could you think that? And I was like, devastation. (laughs) Oh, also, he's fucking his very dumb secretary, Penny Pan. (laughs) Which is such a good name. (laughs) I mean, that is the name of of someone that you would just be like, my husband's fucking Penny Pan. I just, what? I'm at a loss. I'm at a loss. Um, so Which she does later that night. He, he, he then has the audacity to say, will you tell your parents for me? And she's like, great. Yom Kippur is tomorrow. I'm going to be breaking fast with the rabbi that I finally got to come to our house because I made that joke about shrimp. Um... And you're worried about me telling my parents. Well, no, well, I mean, like, do you? That's absolute. Like, that's such a cowardly move of yeah. being like, "Hey, could you take the heat for this for me?" Yeah. So she does. She goes upstairs and tells her parents. Oh yeah, because they live in the same building. And it is literally one of the worst things. Her mom is like hysterical, crying. Her dad's super angry. He's like, "I told you not to pick a weak man." In like what universe? Can you imagine that your husband is fucking someone named Penny Pan and is sad because he had a bad set at stand-up, which is just, like, a known entity, right? Like, some nights you're going to kill, some nights you're going to suck, and that's just part of it. Also, there's this, like, thread where Lenny Bruce keeps showing up. Well, yeah, I mean, Lenny Bruce kept having run-ins with the cops then for vulgarity, like, reasons. (laughs) So, Midge... And he was also, I think, one of the more famous early comedians. Yeah. So, So, I mean, uh, of that time. Like, Notorious, yeah. yeah. So, Midge gets, like... Like, like Notorious B.I.G. Yes. So, Midge gets, like, whacked on wine, shows up at the gaslight, Boz, Baz? Ba- uh, Baz isn't there. And uh, it, someone's like, I lost my sad list, let me go find it, the, like, MC. So, she gets on stage, and she's just, like, in it. She's, like, mumbling to herself, <laughs> and then there's, <laughs> like, a girl's like... What are you talking about? Who's Joel? She'll, she's like, I will tell you who Joel is. She gives an amazing stand-up routine. And her tits are great. <laughs> okay, well that's how... So that... <laughs> Rick's like, oh god, big anime titties. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> but like, like, she ends her set with, like, she's talking about, like, could you imagine, like, coming home to all this? And she's like, well, my face is all puffy, but I've been crying, so she covers that up. With a purse. Yeah, and then she's like, but the rest of this, like, well, I'm all blown because I've been drinking wine. So she's like, but coming, imagine coming home to these. Yeah, and then pulls her top well, down. The cops are, like, immediately in there. Comedian, or uh, manager Susie, yeah. like, is just like, oh, no. She's like, ugh. So when, as Midge is getting arrested, she's like, she doesn't know she's a housewife. <laughs> and so her and Lenny Bruce get arrested. Midge, I mean, Susie bails Midge out, like, immediately. And Midge comes out, and she's like, I'm a hardened criminal. It changed me. And Susie's like, you were only in there for 20 minutes. And she's like, so they go to a downtown bar, um... And they're drinking, and Susie's like, you got it. Like, I know you have it. Uh, yeah, she's like, I've seen this only once before. She needs another comedian. Mort something. Yeah. Um, was it Gossman? Sure, or something. Um, and, like, and it's like, and you. Yeah. And she's like, I want to be your manager. 
And Midge is like, that's crazy. Forget it. And she goes back to the gaslight, sees another guy stealing Bob Newhart's act. Which, again, is not funny enough to be stolen that much. And she's like, he's like, yeah, like, you know, you showed your tits to half of the... Has a, have a Grenadier's village, and you also joined the Communist Party. She's like, when did I join the Communist Party? She's like, when you sent that flyer. She's like, oh, shit. And then she ends up at the house party. <laughs> yeah, and she's just reading Karl Marx and whatnot. And then there's this amazing scene of her, like, happy and walking down the street, and she does this amazing, like, this amazing, like, spin kind of thing. Yeah, and her, she's still in her nightgown. Yeah, but, She's like, been rained on, she's been arrested. The nightgown is, a, like... A periwinkle blue, and she's wearing this, like, big pink coat. Yeah. And it's just, like, the effect is amazing. So then... Rachel Broshannon is just killing it. So she shows up at Susie's very small studio apartment, is like, your apartment's shit, you're now gonna be my manager, congratulations. Yeah. So... That's kind of how that episode ends. Well, she she does bail. She eventually bails out Lenny Bruce, and he's like, "You're not my wife." And, and she's like, "Let me ask you something. Do you love stand-up comedy?" He's like, "No." If, if, like he's like, "If I could do literally anything else, I would." And she's like, "Yeah, but do you love it?" And the guy who's I forget the name of the guy playing Lenny Bruce, but he gives this amazing like all shuck shrug. Yeah. And his wife is also. She's like. I thought you went to Varric Station. You like it there. He's like, they don't let you pick. <laughs> um, and he gets Midge to pay for his cab. So she's paid for his bail, paid for his cab. Okay, so that rolls... We roll immediately into the second episode where he's just like, yeah, you have a court date. Yeah, she's, she's like, like, oh no, I don't know what to do. But I didn't sleep there, so why would I have a court date? He's like, <laughs> and he's like, that's not a thing. <laughs> so then... Um, we're sort of, like, coming to terms with Midge's life afterwards. And we get a little bit of Joel. So, like, Joel's dad works in the garment district in a sweatshop. And, uh, oh, my God, Frank, this hasn't been plugged in the whole time. Your headphones? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, as long as the microphone's plugged in. <laughs> We're consummate professionals here. Uh, here. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> where's this go? Oh, I got it, I got it, I got it. Cut this part out. No. <laughs> uh, oh, now I can hear myself. So, um, I mean, we have levels, so that's fine. <laughs> he goes to his dad and he's like, oh, hey, uh, the reason Young Kippur was canceled is Rose because... Rose and got on the phone. I was like, everybody's sick. <laughs> is because I, I left my wife. My beautiful wife, Midge. And his dad's like, oh, she wasn't the one. Like, everyone clearly prefers Midge over Joel. And Joel's like, no. I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna call mom. He's like, you're gonna go home. Right. Whatever. Don't even call your mother. I'll take care of your mother. And he asks, what's her name? As in the other woman. And he's like, what? There's no other woman. (laughs) Later we see that... Um, his dad has, like, sort of, I guess this is kind of like a boys club thing, because his uncle owns the business. His dad was like... Well, his uncle is, like, I guess vice president or something, but his dad is still the president. Because, like, there's, like, um, he gets, Joel gets to his office, he sees an older lady there. As his new secretary. Who also is just kind of razzing him, just unintentionally. She's like, I remember you and your little green pants, and you were so good on the yo-yo. Do you still do the yo-yo? And Joel's like, I don't know. I don't care. Where's Penny Pan? She was transferred over to Billing. 
And um, he goes over there, and Penny's just like, oh, fuck no. Yeah. And so he, and the, they were like, it came, personnel says it came from, the, you know, upstairs. And by so upstairs, we mean downstairs, where the dad is. Yeah. So he goes to his father, and his dad's like, I knew it. I knew it was Penny Pan. I heard that name, and I said, that's a stupid name. <laughs> <laughs> I love his dad. <laughs> Because his dad is just ragging on him the entire time. And he deserves it. He's he a dumbass. He's such a weasel. So he, like, throws a little hissy fit, and then his dad takes away the apartment. Oh, okay, well, that we're skipping ahead a bit. Yeah. So, um, like... Mage is kind of coming to terms with being a single lady. Everyone's basically like, you gotta throw your vagina at everyone until you find a new husband, which I was like... Mitch seems to be doing fine on her own. Okay, well, there's this whole thing at the workout place where, like, you don't want to end up in the corner. The divorced women look fierce as fuck. I would totally be like, hey, guys, did you hear I left my weenie husband? Divorced ladies, make a spot. (laughs) (laughs) They're all dressed in dark colors. They look like they all have dark hair, and they look so tough. Like, the, like, Midge and her friend um, are, you know, in shape. But, like, these women are toned. Yeah, so... They look like they could bench press me. Yeah. <laughs> Just imagine, they're like, susu. And you're like, yeah, I have an Amazonian wife now. Oh, snoo snoo, that's what it is. Um, so, Midge, they were... I'll protect you during the cold times. <laughs> like, I don't know what that means, but I love it. So they were sort of discussing, like, does Midge tell people, does she think he's coming back, what's the best way to manage it? And apparently Joel is staying with Midge's friend because, uh, what's Midge's friend's name? Uh, Emma Jean. Emma Jean's husband is friends with Joel. And Emma Jean's kind of like kept in the dark on this whole thing. So it's clear that Joel's not coming back. Yeah. Not until he gets kind of a kick in the pants. So Midge starts... Archie. Um, Midge starts working with Susie on, like... Oh my god, this scene is amazing! (laughs) Susie, like, um, expects to, like, like, was waiting for... Because Midge is like, meet me at 10 in the morning, I'll be here at 10 in the morning tomorrow, and Midge is like, in the (laughs) a.m.? Because Midge, you know, works at night, like, that's hard. Not Midge, excuse me, Susie works at night, so it's hard. So instead, Susie tracked her down to her apartment, and I did. I did not enjoy everybody being like, "Yeah, some dude like burst past me." Yeah. Um, and like Susie's kind of butch. Yeah, but like, um, like they go up to Midge's apartment, and like Susie's like. What? Where the fuck are we? Like, yeah. I just constantly like ragging on. Like, like, you have the table set for fucking Parliament. Yeah. <laughs> like, then they go upstairs to get Midge's kids from the parents' apartment, and like, and they just and Susie's like, "Did we just break into somebody's apartment and steal some kids? Who are these?" <laughs> just like ragging on the kids. Like, his hands are sticky. Why are they sticky? Why am I still attached to this child? <laughs> Susie does not go in for this domesticity. Well, I mean, like, I she's confronted with this extravagant privilege, like for real. I mean, those apartments are fancy. Like, I mean, I was gonna say by today's standards, but like by any huge. standards, like it's a huge apartment in New York. Yeah. Anyway, um, so uh, Joel's mother 
calls the family because he she, uh, she heard from Joel's dad, and like she's just like, oh, I heard all these things. I heard you like you weren't actually sick. They put her on speakerphone, which involves accessories. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a thing that you put to the mouthpiece of the phone, and then it has a little cord with a little speaker. Yeah. Literally a speakerphone. I mean, it's very interesting. Um, and it's very, like, grandparents to be like, oh, I have a little toy I'm gonna, I want to use now. And so Midge's parents panic. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, Rose's, Rose, uh, uh, Joel's mother's like, I'll call Midge now to check up on her. And Rose, Midge's mother's like, shit, shit. And, like, tries to dial yeah. quick enough but to beat her but doesn't. So then they're going... I love when she's like, there's too many nines in your number. Because remember, they would be using a dial telephone. So she'd have uh, to rotary wait for phone. A rotary phone. So it'd have to be like... Yeah. But, like, she gets downstairs and Midge is like, no, we'll have you over for dinner. Thursday. Yeah. And everybody, like, shows up. Joel shows up. Looking like a weenie. Yeah. Um, Ro- he's really good at that. Rose is like, put on your best dress to show him what he's missing. Because yeah. everybody wants Joel back to complete the family unit. And I say, the father Joel can stay away the better. Yeah. We're better off without Joel. So then, the um, the uh, the in-laws arrive. It is, the ma- the Maisels arrive. It is a very trying dinner. Yes. Though I love when uh, Midge's mo- dad threatens Joel. Yes. He's like, like, if you see... You mean the shalouf? Yeah. If you see me on the street, like, you cross to the other street. Like, your pedestrian safety is no longer my concern. <laughs> so specific. <laughs> oh, and there's also an amazing uh, bit where he's, like, teaching a class. He's a, a mathematics professor. And, like, his students are like, why don't you ever pick any of us? Do any of you know the answer? No? Then why would I pick any of you? Truman knows the answer. They're like, we might know the answer. He's like, you don't know the answer. Do you know the answer? No, but I might have. It's like, I'm picking Truman. (laughs) And he, like, he starts revealing his feelings through math, where he's just like, this angle will never say to the other angle, like, you need to work this out for me, because I'm just a young angle, and I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) He's like... Write that down. <laughs> <laughs> so we sort of leave off uh, the second episode with 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 Mage getting arrested. But, but, but like um, the Mazel's, uh, Pa Mazel is like, I'm taking back the apartment, like because yeah. apparently, like Joel never told his wife he has no savings. He did not own the apartment, and everything came from Dad. Yeah. So, like... What is he... His dad calls them toddlers? Basically, yes. He's like, you guys don't know how to get anything. You're toddlers. And it was like, be fair to Midge. It's not like she has the option, even. Yeah. Like, she... We see her... She, like... She's a woman in the 1950s. And she's expected to stay in a very specific arena. Like, the homemaking arena. She's supposed to be cute... And available and there for her husband. And, like, during that first episode rant, she's like, the things I did for Joel. <laughs> I I planned theme party nights. Like, I wore costumes. I gave him children. And then there's some very specific sex stuff we are not going to talk about. Yep. But 
I'm excited to see where the show goes. Oh, so then, like, they all start arguing, and Midge is like, fuck this, and just goes back to the club, gives another astounding performance. <laughs> um, A barn burner, if you will. And, like, the cops arrive, and they, like, start counting, like, yo, that stage, you have until the count of one, and, like, they get to five, and she just yells it back, and they're like, five, and she's like, later, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> she calls the officer by his name. She's like, Officer Pelosi, just, like, or Peloso, arrested me last night, we're doing this again. So, yeah, ten out of ten. I love it. For, I'm excited for next week. For once, the Emmys were correct in just showering this thing in, st- in statuettes. Yeah. So, if you would like to get in touch with us about The Marvelous Ms. Maisel, our email is realteengirltalk at gmail.com. We have a Facebook page, but it's mostly Teen Girl Talk stuff. Um, or you can just beat Frank on his pager. So, until next week, I'm Susie Coda. I'm Frank and Coda. Lady, Lady Laughs. Nature can be fascinating, add to these A nose that I can thumb, and a mouth by gum Have I to tell the whole darn world If you don't happen to like it, deal me out Thank you kindly, pass me by Pass me by, pass me by If you don't happen to like it, pass me by